0: Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. McKinsey Global did this 10-year study on executives, and they found that they were five times more productive in flow than when they were out of flow. That's a 500% increase. A 500% increase in productivity. In other words, if you're in flow on Monday, and then you take Tuesday through Friday off, you'll get as much done as your peers who write Monday through Friday without flow. So less is more. Writer Unleashed is for you Does it take to make serious breakthroughs in our writing and make those breakthroughs consistently? How do we put ourselves into this optimal state of creativity where we're so focused at the task in hand that everything else disappears? So we have this high-speed creative decision-making, which is fundamental to mastering the art of writing, finishing the story and writing a great story, it's also fundamental to our well-being. When it comes to mastering the art of writing, you need to be in a flow state. When you're in a flow state, your creativity, your output, the quality of your writing goes through the roof. It's off the charts. And you make more progress in half the time. You actually reach a level of mastery when you can reach a state of flow consistently. And this is backed by neuroscience. Here's the thing. Flow isn't something you just flow in and out of. There are some ways to trigger it. There are conditions you can set to get your writing into a flow state consistently. So today we're going to talk about four triggers that can put you in a flow state. Again, this is backed by science. So before we dive in, what is flow exactly? How can it make the quality of our writing, indeed the quality of our lives better? Well, flow, is when we have rapid attention. We have total absorption. Time expands, it slows down or it speeds up, but we lose all sense of time and our performance goes through the roof. We're pushing our skills to the utmost. We're pushing ourselves as far as we possibly can and it feels effortless. So every decision we make on the page, every story choice, everything flows seamlessly. It's the opposite of writer's block. And it accelerates our story writing skills. So think if you're a runner or a cyclist or a skier. Flow Amplifies our physical skills. We're better, we're faster, we're stronger, we're more dexterous, more agile, and we're happier. So are our brains. So we take in more information per second and we process it more quickly and more deeply. So we have speed and depth. There's also pattern recognition, which is very important in storytelling. Now, McKinsey Global did this 10-year study on executives, and they found that they were five times more productive in flow than when they were out of flow. That's a 500% increase, a 500% increase in productivity. In other words, if you're in flow on Monday, and then you take Tuesday through Friday off, You'll get as much done as your peers who write Monday through Friday without flow. So less is more. Two days in flow and you are 1000% more productive than your peers who write every day but are not in a state of flow. Now, you've probably heard of Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour rule. He contends that it takes anyone 10,000 hours or the equivalent of 10 years to master anything. But flow cuts those 10,000 hours in half. This is the new research. So when Malcolm came up with this rule, he didn't factor in flow. So flow cuts those 10,000 hours in half. There's also this myth about 10% Of the brain that we use. Apparently, we only use about 10% of our brain. So the idea is to get a higher percentage of brain usage, but in flow, we're actually using less of our brain. So flow isn't the full brain. There's this prefrontal cortex, and this is the seat of complex Logical decision making. So it's long term planning and it's where our willpower is. This is where a lot of writers live. So they outline, they structure their whole book beat by beat. So it's very logical but flow, when we're in flow, it shuts down the prefrontal cortex. So time expands. So we can no longer separate the past from the present, from the future. We're plunged into the deep now, and this has a huge impact on our performance. So Fears are rarely in the here and now. We're either thinking of something that happened in the past that we want to avoid, or we're worried about what might happen in the future. So in flow, we are not worried about any of that. So anxiety disappears and the stress hormones flow out of your system. So our whole sense of self disappears. So that means your inner critic and your monkey mind in flow, we're literally out of our own way. Now, in episode 86, we talked about writer's block, and a lot of this is due to that inner critic. We're more focused on ourselves, what we need from the work than on what the work needs. So that's the opposite of flow. In flow, our creativity goes up and there's this huge boost in neurochemistry. So we get flooded with these potent neurochemicals, which amplify performance and they amplify cognitive function and creativity. So we're able to create new ideas and we take risks and our motivation is enhanced. So. These pleasure drugs that we get in the brain, we get all five of them at once. And that's why it's so addictive. So, flow amplifies creativity 400 to 700%. 400 to 700%. And the creativity you get from flow outlasts the flow state by a day or two. So flow trains our brains to be more creative in the moment and trains our brain to think more creatively over the long term. Now, back in episode 88, we talked about the necessity of writing every day. It's far more important to write consistently, even if it's just two or three times a week. But we also talked about bringing your A-game to those writing sessions. And you can supercharge your progress if you get into that flow state. Here's the brain science. Our brain uses 20% of our energy, and it's always looking for ways to conserve energy. So we have conscious processing, which is slow and energy expensive. And then we have subconscious processing, which is very quick and very energy efficient. So when you're in flow, you're using subconscious processing. And that's why huge parts of the brain are shut off because all the energy is being funneled into the creative process. This means that all our self-consciousness disappears. We don't have that critic or that defeatist voice in our head. In flow, all of that is turned off. So that's why we feel this liberation. So flow is essential. For one, you're never blocked when you're in flow. So it's a state that you want to be in most of the time. And because time expands, it either speeds up or it slows down, but we don't have a sense of time. So for those of you who are time starved, this is really good news. Because we can no longer separate the past from present from future when we're in a state of flow. Flow plunges us into the deep now. So flow speeds up our progress. It enhances the quality of our work, the quality and the depth of our work. It makes writer's block non-existent. It jacks up creativity, it skyrockets our intrinsic motivation, it expands time, it tightens our focus, it gives us high engagement, and it gives us pleasure plus meaning. So now that we know what flow is and how it can impact our writing, let's talk about how you can precondition yourself to be in a flow state. So flow follows focus, it plunges us into the present. Now our default setting is we spend a lot of time dreading the future or replaying the past. So attention is the precursor to flow. So we wanna be focused in the right here, right now, when we're writing, so flow demands focus. That means number one, you want uninterrupted periods of concentration. So this means you have to manage distraction. For example, shut down your email, close out all those browser tabs, put your phone on silent. Better yet, put your phone in another room. Make sure your kids and your family and your pets know that you'll be working for a certain amount of time and that they will get all of your attention when you're done. You want to own the hour after waking. I find this really, really important. It's the best way to start the day. So I only want to focus on my most important tasks, which is not my inbox. So for me, 90 minutes in the morning is a great way to start the day and to put myself into flow. That's when I'm most in flow. Now, I shoot for 90 minutes. Sometimes I need the extra sleep, so maybe I'll just get 60 minutes, but morning is best for me to be in a state of flow. Unless you're a night owl. So for most of us, morning is best, we're freshest, but if you're a night owl, you might find your flow late at night. So flow finds itself somewhere between discipline and surrender. So you have to have some limits, but you'll have flexibility within those limits. So think of athletes. You want to be disciplined in your sleep, in when you eat, when you're quiet. You need to build some white space into your day. So instead of leaping from one activity to another, make sure that you have some white space in between. So You can have a very rigorous schedule, but you can have flexibility within your limits. Because if you remove the limits, if you're not disciplined in your sleep and when and what you eat and when you have quiet time, you're gonna wait for a state that's not going to show up. I love this quote by Gustave Flaubert. Be disciplined and orderly in your life so that you may be violent and original in your work. So in flow, you're able to supersede your limits, but flow is an energy state, so you need to create the conditions for it. There's this idea floating around that you just have to let go and flow will happen, but no, not at all. It's the rigor and the hard work that allows flow to flourish. Flow is an energy state So you need to be firing on all cylinders to make it happen. So number one, uninterrupted periods of concentration. Protect your first 60 to 90 minutes of the day. Focus drives flow. Now, if you're able to write for several hours, let's say five hours on a Saturday, it's important to take breaks. Just because you can write for five hours straight doesn't mean you should want to take a break, maybe five to 10 minutes for every two hours spent working. This will keep you from getting overtaxed and allow you to stay in that peak flow longer. Now, this may sound counterintuitive, but that recovery period is essential to keeping your flow state longer. Trigger number two, you want to set clear, concise goals. What you're working on has to be specific and not this giant overarching goal. For example, writing a novel is a big goal, but it's not specific. Now, I always find it helpful to not write in chapters if you're drafting a novel. Instead, write scene by scene. Focus on writing scenes. This is also helpful if you're writing a short story or a memoir. So you want to write one scene at a time and slow down, probe the moment. You can organize scenes into chapters later. I say this because a lot of writers I work with have these sprawling chapters that don't have a clear beginning, middle, and end. So rather than think in chapters, think in terms of scene. A scene is a fully realized moment in your story that has a beginning, middle, and end. Your protagonist comes into the scene with an intention. He or she wants something, and the antagonist, whether it's a person, a thing, or even your protagonist's own fears, self-doubts, etc., is gonna make it hard for your protagonist to get what he wants in that particular scene. So writing a scene by scene makes the goal smaller and more attainable. You can look for patterns later. Remember in flow, your pattern recognition is at peak and this helps structure your story and get rid of all the irrelevant clutter. Writing scene by scene helps you slow down and focus. Focus drives flow. This also helps you get in touch with why your story is meaningful to you. The story needs to be meaningful to you. You can't flow into a story that you're not connected to. So number two, set clear goals. Make the goal smaller and more specific. Trigger number three, unpredictability. So the writing process in the early stages of our draft has a lot of uncertainty. And a lot of us are very uncomfortable with not knowing where our story is going. It's why so many of us outline extensively and obsessively before we write a single word of the story so that we can predict the story's direction. And again, this is using the prefrontal part of our brain, which is not where the flow state exists. This is where the decision-making and the planning, that's what this part of the brain is for. So risk drives focus, drives flow. And one of the mindsets that separates great writers from the novice is a willingness to lean into uncertainty and to not only lean into it, but to pursue it. Now, for many of us facing the blank page and not knowing what will happen next in the story or where it's going or whether it's going to be any good, this can be terrifying. So the way that we tend to protect ourselves is we overthink, we map things out. We then turn to these off the rack structures like save the cat or the hero's journey And we try to control our characters to fit into some preconceived template. We think that if we have a firm grip on the story before we actually write it, or as we write it, we're safe. But the creative process doesn't like too much certainty. It thrives with uncertainty. And that's because the story writing process is not linear. It's chaotic. It's unpredictable. But it's that unpredictability that opens up space for possibilities. Douglas Hofstadter, who was a cognitive scientist who researched artistic creation, said this, It turns out that an eerie type of chaos can lurk just beyond a facade of order, and yet deep inside the chaos lurks an even eerier type of order. So the trick is to collaborate with the chaos, to engage with the unknown, to play with and stay open to where it takes you. You want to become comfortable with and actually revel in your own uncertainty. So back in episode 19, I answered the question, should I outline before I write? And we talked about divergent versus convergent thinking. So convergent and divergent are modes of thought that we engage in all the time. And we shift back and forth. But some people are more dominantly divergent in their thinking, and others are more convergent. So convergent thinking is linear and systematic. It relies on the familiar, the known, And this is when we're out of the flow state. Divergent thinking is web like, so we make connections between our ideas. It's more open ended, it gives us unlimited possibilities, this universe of possibility and imagination at our fingertips. This is the flow state. And one of my graduate mentors, David Jouse said this, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, divergent thinking leaves us alone with all that could happen. Alone with all that could happen. So with divergent thinking, we're in flow. There's space and there's curiosity. You generate new ideas and you think in ways that you haven't before. So you create an idea or thought that wasn't there before. When we revert to conversion thinking, when we're not in flow, we're apt to create this paint-by-numbers story, or we just micro-edit everything, which really is a form of self-censorship. It's actually where we're very self-conscious, and then we write nothing at all. So this attachment we have to certainty silences us and straitjackets our writing. It's the opposite of flow. Flow allows us to move through uncertainty and beyond it. So don't let your uncertainty paralyze you. Unpredictability drives focus, drives flow. And trigger number four, challenge. In flow, the challenge goes up. In your brain, you initially have this negative reaction because you're reaching beyond what you're currently able to do well. You're reaching beyond your base level, comfort level. But you have to attack to get into flow because you need all that focus. You don't just day trip into flow. Think of rock climbing as an example. So it helps if what you're doing is at the edge of your abilities. For example, let's say the rock you're climbing is slightly higher and harder than the last rock you climbed. It's important that what you want to achieve in your story is in alignment with what you're capable of achieving. So it's not so hard that you feel frustrated, anxious, and you just wanna give it all up. And it's not so easy that it feels like a total breeze. It's a notch or two beyond what you're currently able to do well. And this produces a great feeling of laser-like focus and engagement. So for example, you might not be ready to finish that novel until you've learned how to structure and write a scene. Or maybe you need to master writing from one character's point of view before you tackle multiple points of view. If this is your first go at writing a novel or short story, you want to avoid multiple character viewpoints. Trust me, it's challenging enough to write from one character's point of view. Point of view is multidimensional and goes way beyond first or third person. So master one point of view first. You want to challenge yourself, but you want to reach a notch or two beyond what you're currently able to do well. Challenge drives focus, drives flow. Okay, so we've covered a lot. So let's recap. Flow is an energy state where we're plunged into the deep now. We get out of our own way. We write faster and better and we shave years off the path to mastery. It's essential to not just finishing our story, but writing a story that's uniquely our own and more likely to get published. But we can't wait for flow to just show up. We need to create the conditions that put us in a state of flow consistently. Here are those four triggers. Number one, uninterrupted periods of concentration. Ideally, you want to own the first 60 to 90 minutes of your day. Trigger number two, set clear, specific goals. A great way is to focus on writing scenes versus writing chapters. Write scene by scene. Trigger number three, unpredictability. Risk drives focus, drives flow. And trigger number four, challenge. You want to reach a notch or two beyond what you're currently able to do well. So there you have it. I hope this episode helps you reach a state of flow consistently so that you can write better and faster and with more joy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. If this episode resonated with you, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are key to keeping Writer Unleashed on the top of the charts where other writers can find us. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. And if you want more free resources, plus writing tips, I only share an email, sign up over at nancypanuccio.com I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.